Hello, everybody. Welcome to the cast with JB and G Money. I'm here, your host, JB, along with your other other host here, G Money, uh, aka Grant Kinningham. And we are back for episode. Yeah, what AKA, is this episode? AKA, I'm uh, John Brown. I yeah, didn't mention yeah, that, but uh, yeah. anyway, episode five. episode five, the fifth one that we've done in a row. I'm actually really impressed. Um, we haven't missed a week yet. No, we a lot of stuff going on yeah. every week. You know, uh, but that's the cool thing about sports. I feel like you can always find something going on because there's always sports going on. Um, so, yeah, and, and actually a lot of interesting developments in the NBA, but also in the NFL. I felt like uh, in the NFL there weren't really a lot of um, big transactions going on, but recently Drafts coming there's up. been a couple of interesting ones. Yeah, and the draft coming up too, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. But I think, what, are we going to start in the NBA or do you want to start in the NFL? We'll start in the NBA. All right, we'll start in the NBA. because I, I want to rant on about the Lakers for a little bit. Cool, all right. Anyway, I don't know if anyone heard, but Saturday, the Lakers beat the Nets. And the Ooh. Nets had Kyrie and KD. Oh. No James Harden. James Harden set out. Ah. But. Okay. And the Lakers won 126 to 101. For me, that's a big. I was super excited. That's a big oof on uh, because Katie and Kyrie's part. Yeah, Drummond had an incredible game. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I mean, people are like, "Yo, the Nets are gonna beat the Lakers." I'm like, "No." Yeah. You throw in LeBron and AD, and then the Nets throw in Harden. <laughs> you're tacking on 40 <laughs> points with the Lakers, basically. Yeah. You're tacking on 30. And that does say a lot that that was a performance that they did against a. LeBronless and Anthony Davisless Lakers. I felt like they had a point. Like Drummond's, like, all right, guys, we have a we need to prove ourselves real quick that we're actually, you know, we're gonna yeah. beat KD and Kyrie real quick. Yeah, there's a reason why we won a championship. It's not just because of two people. It's because we were a, a whole team, you know. Well, uh, and uh, Schroeder got Kyrie ejected out of there, and he went got ejected with Kyrie, but they got oh. Kyrie got heated. Oh, at Schroeder, and so I heard about that city. What he said, he used like the N word or something like that. Yeah, and so they. How dare you? Yeah, and they both (laughs) they both got ejected, and Schroeder could have stayed in the game, but he had to yell one last thing (laughs) so he could get ejected. Yeah, so (laughs) gotta have the last word, you know. Kyrie, he walked off and threw his jersey up to the crowd, and he was yeah. I was like, okay. So I always like how NBA players do have a flair for drama, you know. (laughs) They're really great actors. Like they're like, wow, they really are putting on a show here. My dad, (laughs) my dad was showing me the other day uh, some of the, you know, like the uh, when like they shove each other and they overreact and just go to the ground. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) just like oh, call foul. Where's the foul, ref? (laughs) Ref, save me! They're gonna put me in the hospital. Give a technical, (laughs) technical, technical. Flagrant, (laughs) flagrant, flagrant. Eject him. Yeah, so, hey, yeah, we had that. The Lakers had beat the Nets, but you know what happened after that, right? Last night. Last night, the Knicks, they put the hurt on the Lakers. They beat them 111-96. Lakers had to give the Knicks a win. Randall, scoring 34 points, 10 rebounds, forces. I don't even have to look up the stat. I already know it because I watched the game. I got the alert. Dude, Julius Randall is leading our team to do great things, and I'm telling you, I told you last episode, my bold prediction is that the Knicks are going to end fifth seed. I still believe this. And look, they're competing. They're being competitive. Um, And honestly, quite frankly, like I said, 
it's impressive that Julius Randle has been able to not only improve himself. Honestly, I, I'd be I I would not be surprised if he won Most Improved Player um, this year. Oh, he's calling it right now. Yeah, I I, I am because if you look at Julius Randle last year, last year Brandon Ingram got it. Julius Randle has improved in almost every single stat block this year. Yeah, and it's resulted in the Knicks um, being able to make playoffs as opposed to last year being one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, that, that should mean something. He's brought his team to success, you know, um, after a season where, you know, they were just trying to figure out what was going on when they first got him from free agency and everyone was freaking out like, oh, you got Julius Randle. What's the deal with that? But now he He's came back. Yeah, he came back and he proved, hey, look, I deserve what I'm getting paid right now. And Which is not a lot. More. Yeah. yeah it's not a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's very little. Yeah, um, but right now the Lakers are just they're going up and down. Just mm-hmm. like so for example the Knicks just lost to the Nets. Yeah. Then the Lakers beat the Nets. Then the Lakers lose to the Knicks. The Knicks. I just said the Knicks. Uh-huh. The Knicks. Yeah. So it's it's up and down for the Lakers and the Knicks. But that's how it is in the NBA. Anyway. It's gonna come to the playoffs. You can, you can win or lose against anyone. Um, but it is saying a lot though about I will say um, though the Knicks lost to uh Kyrie Liss and Katie Liss Knicks uh, Nets. They only they had James Harden in that game. That was it. They no, had a bad I, I, game. <laughs> they had a bad game. And then the Lakers Come beat them. Anyway, All right. but uh, I got an alert the other day. They're evaluating AD soon. Uh, giving him an evaluation like today or tomorrow, and then LeBron in about three weeks should be back. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I figured that that would probably be the case. I knew that they were going to be back by at least playoffs. So. I mean, obviously, there's still a lot of games to be played, but because right now, where are they at? They are the fifth seed in the West right now, and honestly, they would have to lose a bunch of games before they got knocked like out of the playoffs. Eight games in a row, or something. So yeah, and and that's not really likely. No, it's not. So Drummond will keep them in contention. Yeah, which I just keep on reminding myself how crazy that is that they got Andre Drummond now. Dude, like, like after what? I was like, wait, after the free agency, they can't get him. And then he like got bought out of uh, Cleveland. And yeah. then they, they basically were a free agent and then went straight to the Lakers. And I was like, oh, that just happened. And that's just so crazy thinking about that. Like Andre Drummond with AD, with LeBron, with Dennis Schroeder, like all those guys are potentially all like, well, LeBron and AD obviously are all stars. But Andre Drummond didn't he get all? Didn't he get on the All Star team one year? Yeah, I, be, I believe he did. Yeah, but also these are all All Star caliber players, is what I'm saying. But also, everyone's about, talking about Brooklyn, but Lakers have a really good team. But honestly, they needed a tall guy to kind of compete against KD and Drummond. Well, is that, but KD is more of an out. But Drummond's the rebounder. There is yeah. no big. I mean, Montrell Harris. Don't get me wrong; he's a pretty uh-huh. tall, good rebounder, but. Drummond has an incredible yeah. jump and super tall and can rebound. When LeBron yeah. and AD come back, just rebound, well, dish it, put it back up or thing. dish it out. Anthony Davis was never a traditional big man. He was always more of the athletic face up. I might slash like slasher big guy at yeah. the four. So to have like an actual traditional big man where literally his job is just to be a paint beast, to lock down the paint, to get you your rebounds, to guarantee you some efficiency down low. I mean, the Lakers, I mean, and they, they got the playmaker out of LeBron James and Dennis Schroeder. 
Like they they have no there's no sign that the Lakers shouldn't go for another finals run. Honestly, with their full team, they're going to win no the reason, finals. Yeah, there's no reason I'm calling that they it. they're going to win it. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting it. to see if there's any other teams that might be able to step up. Obviously, the West is very contested, but, but still. I guess that leads us to an underdog team that a lot of people were all of a sudden getting high on. Uh-huh. They're one of their best players went down. Oh, yeah. The Nuggets lost Jamal Murray for yeah. the rest of the season with a torn ACL. A really, really bad beat. Dude, because the, the Nuggets, Nuggets were, were good. Yeah. They were getting better. And they were like everyone. And when Aaron Gordon came to the team, everyone was like, dude, this team has the best. They're the most synchronized team right now in the NBA. Yeah. Like, it's efficiency. Crazy. Yeah. And then last night, Gruce, he looked like he was in a ton of pain. Gruesome injury of him just tearing his ACL. And unfortunate, um, I just now I see the Nuggets going out round one potentially. But it will be interesting to see. Who are they playing right now? Hmm? Oh, they'd play the Lakers right now, right? If they the playoff- would play. If the playoffs started today. And my money would go on the Lakers. Lakers. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's that. I mean, what's interesting is is if we look at this, now what we're looking at, uh, if you look at their depth chart, is that with Jamal Murray out, they're now looking to, what's this guy? Uh, Compazzo, uh, Monte Morris. They really don't have a lot of, like, good guards that, that were kind of backups. Um for Jamal Murray. So it'll be interesting to see how that point guard position is now going to be filled without Murray there. Um, I mean, I still think they have a pretty decent team, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be definitely a lot more of a work. BJ's going to have to step up. Yeah. He's their shooter. He's got to be the shooter now. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to step up. Will Barton's going to have to step up. Uh, I mean, Joe Kitch and Aaron Gordon basically just have to keep doing what they're doing. But now what they need the younger up, guys who uh, like Jamal yeah. Murray's they've kind of been behind Murray. But now that he's injured, Michael Porter could step up and say, all right, I'm going to represent. Yeah, it's my time for. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's going to get a lot more playing time now. Yeah. Because they're oh, going for yeah. sure. Yeah. So that might end up being uh, the end result to that. Uh, we'll we'll have to we'll have to see what happens with that. So good luck to the Nuggets. Yeah, hopefully they don't drop out of the playoffs. I doubt that they. I doubt that they won't make the playoffs. They still have great team and great. They still. Have, they're yeah. still a great team. And have great players. Jokic and Aaron Gordon are just. Yeah. Now they're very glad they have Aaron Gordon, <laughs> or they would be in deep trouble. Yeah, but now it's it's left to be seen if they'll even make it past round Western one. semis. Like I could see them making Western finals with Murray, but you know I don't know. Yeah, and uh, I guess now that leads us to. Um, um, congrats to, uh, just a real quick, congrats to the Jazz for getting to 40 wins. First team to get to 40 wins. Oh, yeah. So, still pretty the best good. record in the NBA. It's pretty good. And, uh, yeah. Oh. But then also the 76ers being, uh, the leader in the Eastern Conference. Yep. With 37 wins. Pulling away. One above the Nets. Nets pulled ahead of them, and then Jarrell Embiid said, all right, let me come back from this injury. Yeah. And let's, uh, <laughs> let's get back on top. <laughs> let me come back and remind everybody <laughs> that I'm an MVP candidate. And last <laughs> night, they <laughs> took on Luka Doncic and the Mavericks and uh, took care of them. <laughs> 113 to 95. Pretty easy win. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Embiid, I just bought his rookie card the other day. Cause I'm like this guy is talented. He's killing it. I have a I have I have a whole segment on this in a second. But let's let's do this other stuff and then we'll go into that. But yeah, Joel Embiid is definitely definitely being very impressive. 
And it's very significant considering that he is more of a traditional center in the sense of uh, archetype. So, I mean, but uh, I'll touch more on that uh, in a couple minutes with this other segment. So, I guess we'll touch on one last thing with the NBA. Um, Mm -hmm. Steph Curry. Yeah. uh, All-time scorer for the Warriors. He is the new all-time scorer for the Warriors. He um, beat Wilt Chamberlain going into this last game. Um, he was 18 points behind Wilt Chamberlain. If anybody knows the the uh, legendary Wilt Chamberlain who scored 100 points in one game, it was uh, it was incredible seeing Steph Curry obviously uh, being an awesome three point shooter. So not surprised that he'd be able to close in that mark. Um, you know him doing the all time score thing. That's a it's a huge deal to lead the franchise. I mean, that's history. I think he had 39. Yeah. Like (laughs) it's one of those things where you're like, okay, that's the thing that you'll pull up. That's a part of the resume that you bring up when it's (laughs) like, Oh yeah. Resume. I'm I'm the all time leading scorer for the Warriors. I'm the all time leading scorer for the Warriors. That's an immediate hall of fame bid right there. Well, he's already a hall of fame. He has championships and he has championships and MVPs. So Steph Curry has definitely solidified it. As soon as he retires, Everyone is firmly going to be expecting him to join the ranks of the. Hall I was of watching him play the Rockets the other night, and his three pointer just looks so effortless. Yeah, that's just, always the thing with him. He literally just chucks it, and you're like, "What's going on?" And it just makes it, and it's so clean too. It's not like it isn't the kind of three point shot that when it lands, you're like, "Oh, he could have missed that if he was just off by a little bit." No, it's straight up like he hits the center of the basket, and the net like barely Swoosh. like splashes, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> Like, how can somebody be that accurate? Um, but, you know, he does it. And, you know, congratulations to him. All they're going to need to step now. up right now because they want to get in the playoffs. And uh, right now they're on the chopping block. Well, actually, not on the chopping block. They're not even in the playoffs yet. No, right now they're kind of at the, uh, at the edge. Good. Oh, the Spurs are out. Yeah, the Spurs are out Dude, right the now. the Grizzlies are in. John Morant. Right now it's the, young Spurs Bucks and team. The, the Spurs and the Warriors right now are kind of knocking at the door. They're trying to catch up. I will say the Warriors, um, because of their losses, that's what's kind of dragging them down. They'll need to just keep winning games, and and they would have to hope that the Spurs and the Grizzlies start losing games. Um, so we'll we'll have to see how that turns out for them. But um, yeah, and but this then leads to the one uh, one of the things that I wanted to go through because we were talking about Joel Embiid. So, first of all, this whole segment, last time I did a whole segment on the New York Knicks and why I think they're going to be in the playoffs, this segment is going to be me not just talking about Joel Embiid and how his accomplishments are so incredible and how he's so Shaq reminiscent, but really talking about the center position in the NBA in general. Um, I would just like to point out, we'll do just a quick summary on Joel Embiid. He first came into the league. Oh, yeah, drafted 2014. I, I was going to say my, ro- my rookie card I just got of him is from 2014. Oh, wow. So oh, he- so I wonder what happened there. If he got drafted in 2014 and then didn't play until the 2016 season. That's crazy. But you'd think he would. He was the third overall pick. Third overall pick. It must have been like injury related. It might have been like a Blake Griffin kind of situation maybe. Where we'll look into this. <laughs> we'll have to do some more research. <laughs> we'll but, come back next time for part two. But uh, but he started out in the league his first year playing in the league. He averaged 20.2 points, 7.8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2.5 blocks a game. That's as a rookie. Super impressive. He didn't win rookie of the year that year though because uh, Malcolm Brogdon for the Bucks. Well, because his rookie of the year opportunity was 2014. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, I, I suppose so. Maybe I don't look. How, where they consider somebody a rookie is the first time. No, actually, we can't say that because Blake Griffin actually, when he was drafted, he was drafted the year before when Steph Curry won Rookie of the Year, but he didn't play until that following year because of injuries because he was out the whole season and he won Rookie of the Year for that year. Maybe this is yeah. going to take a lot more digging to the, the rules behind. We're going to come kind of back things. with a part two in beads. Yeah, thing. but either way, just, this is just okay. We'll this go is over a short stats. summary. That Embiid is not the center of my of my uh, lecture here. It's just uh, he's just a feature of it. So he started out twenty points, seven point eight rebounds. Since then, uh, he has been just going on a tear these last few years. Obviously, All Star caliber center, averaging twenty four point eight points, eleven point four rebounds. 3.1 assists and 1.7 blocks in his entire career so far. But um, going to the center of this whole lecture here, everybody always talks about how small ball and um, and how the NBA has gotten more perimeter and guard-centric. And so to see, I always talked about this before, where, wow, everybody's playing small ball. If only Shaq were to play today, Shaq would destroy everyone because everybody's smaller. Everyone's getting more lean. You're not seeing a lot of traditional big men where it's like, oh, no, their only job is to literally just be a monster down low. And literally, that's what you have here with Joel Embiid is he is just a monster in the paint seeing him play. And the thing is, he's got the strength, but he also has the very reminiscent footwork that you see out of NBA legends like uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or or Hakeem Olajuwon or like Bill Russell, those kind of guys. And especially with the power that you remember seeing out of somebody like Shaq. And as a matter of fact, right now, Joel Embiid is one of the candidates for the MVP award. If he were to win the MVP award, he would be the first center to win the MVP award since Shaquille O'Neal did back in 2000. So that's that being like that says a lot about the nature in which um, they're valuing players in the NBA, but also just the way that the game flows to where you're seeing more looks by guards as opposed to big men, where now big men are just kind of relegated to rebounds and blocks. Well, the the one fighting him is uh, Jokic right now for the MVP candidate, and he's a big yeah. dude as well. And so yeah. is Giannis. Giannis is yeah, Giannis the in the power forward. A lot of the big dudes, not me. I mean, James Harden got for a little bit got MVP, but I think he's just not playing enough games. Here's I don't think he's going to get it. Real quick, I'm going to just go through the MVP winners of the last ten years. Okay. Uh, from 20, from starting from 2010 to 2020. So these are the things. Uh, the t- 2009-2010 winner was uh, LeBron James. He was a small forward, hashtag, like, slash guard. He also won the year before that. Yeah, he also won the year before that. Derrick Rose, point guard. LeBron James, uh, guard forward. LeBron James, guard LeBron forward. LeBron James. Kevin, Kevin Durant in 2013-2014. In, uh, For the Thunder. Small forward. Steph Curry winning twice in a row in uh, 2015, 2016. Russell Westbrook, James Harden. All these guys are guards. All these guys are are, are guards, are big, are big guards and stuff. And then you have Giannis winning the MVP in uh, 2019 and 2020 um, for the Bucks being a power forward. It's hard to win it now in modern time, two years so, in a row. And here's the thing. Like I said, the last center... To win, like you've had power forwards, like Tim Duncan won a couple in 2002, 2003. Kevin Gar- Kevin Garnett won one in 2004. Dirk Nowitzki won one in uh, 2006, 2007. But for the majority of the aughts into the tens, 
you see mainly a guard-dominated MVP award, like 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 winning streak. Yeah, and that's very surprising. If you if you look even further back, that wasn't the case in the eighties and the nineties. No, nope. it was the exact opposite. You see a bunch of like centers winning. Like you have Shaq, you got Carl Malone, you got David Robinson, Akeem Olajuwon, Charles Barkley. You know all these guys. Magic, Magic Johnson, and Michael Jordan were like the only guards, and maybe Larry Bird were the only guards that were winning MVPs at the time. Because then you got Moses Malone. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, there's Julius Irving one year, but then it goes back to Kareem, Kareem and Moses Malone. Um, you Kareem know, won a lot. <laughs> Kareem won, did win a lot. So the thing is, and then even before that, you had Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell. So I think that it's very funny that by nature, I feel like the game of basketball, you would think, would be more center-centric, considering that usually your center is your strongest guy, he's your biggest guy. He's the guy that can get you the most efficient because he can just tower over everyone. He's probably going to get the most blocks, the most rebounds. Um, so you would think that the NBA would be like, oh, yeah, if you're the best center in the league, you're probably going to end up being one of the best players. But it kind of goes to show how the game itself has shifted from being revolved around getting a lot of looks on the inside to being more of a perimeter game. But that being said, I think it's very interesting that the center position – has been really low key because uh, this other stat that I wanted to look at actually was well, and a lot of teams are going to small ball like the yeah. Rockets, and then teams oh, like yeah, have Jarrell Embiid look really good because oh yeah, they have uh-huh. someone like Embiid oh yeah who dominates the paint. So and uh, like I was saying, the other stat that I was looking at was the Defensive Player of the Year award. So actually, to tell you the honest truth, the Defensive Player of the Year award has almost strictly gone to big men. There's only been like a few years in the last 20 years where a guard won Defensive Player of the Year award. And I think that that means a lot because a lot of people always kind of, um, and I think Michael Jordan definitely was a huge influence on this, but a lot of players started, a lot of people started really focusing on scoring and not so much focusing on the other intangible things that a player can do to help a team win, like play defense, like get rebounds, yeah. like do all that stuff. Because... But if you look at it, it's like, look, the player, the guys that are keeping other teams from scoring, which would allow your team to then win the games, are usually your big man. So it's like, you know, uh, defensive player of the years the last 10 years, it was Giannis. Rudy Gobert won twice. Draymond Green, I guess he was a smaller guy. Kawhi Leonard won a couple of times. He was a forward. But then you got Joe Kim Noah, Marcus Gasol, Tyson Chandler, Dwight Howard won three times in a row. Kevin Garnett, Marcus Camby, Ben Wallace. Like... These are all big guys. So that's all to say, um, to kind of wrap up this segment, the center position right now is starting to become, it's starting to become more more important again. And I think people are starting to go back and reminisce and, and be like, oh wait, this is why this position can actually be used to be successful as a team again. And I think the Warriors were one of those big teams that kind of pushed as to why the center position might not be as necessary but now that we're seeing players like Joel Embiid come up, like Giannis, like uh, Nikola Jokic, that are just kind of dominating teams, um, like Rudy Gobert, um, you know, uh, Julius Randle, all these big guys that are now um, showing why they should not be overlooked. I think that that's really great. 
Because me, be I'm definitely more of an inside out kind of guy. I like watching. I like why I like watching the bully ball that they used to play like in the '90s, where they're knocking each other down in paint and being really aggressive. It, I think competitiveness really, um, really elevates when when you're you're fighting to get those inside possessions. Um, obviously, the NBA just because of safety or whatever, they're trying to avoid that. But um, I it it always feels good to see somebody like Joel Embiid come in and dominate and get the recognition that he deserves. So that wraps up that segment for me. But um, overall, like, come on, guys. Don't overlook the centers. Let's start drafting more centers. When was the last time, like, uh, that we had a center as the first overall pick? You know, I'm going to have to research that as well. But look, we gotta we got to start giving them some more credit. Yeah, and also Embiid's averaging basically 30 points a game. So oh, I yeah. bought his rookie card the other day. Um, I'm high on Embiid. And uh, yeah, so. A player we'll efficiency how- rating of uh, 26.8, which is incredible. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, we'll see where. I think the 76ers have a good chance to. Um, To uh, you know, go and uh, maybe win a championship this year. Like I still think the Lakers, but they have a chance. I think that I think that right now the Lakers definitely still have are the favorites. That's why I pick them? For They're me, still going to win. I mean, like I said, my hopeful is at the Seven Sixers. That's who I'm going to be rooting for until the Knicks lose. Uh, when the Knicks lose, I'll start. I'll start voting. I'll start rooting for the Seventy Sixers. I'm rooting for. But obviously, if the Knicks make the playoffs, I'm like, oh no, I'm investing in the, the Sixers. The Knicks are going to win the championship this year. That's always my joke uh, with New York teams because I'm also a Giants fan. I'm like, look, man, you got to understand, we either don't make playoffs or we win a championship. You remember how yeah, it was with Eli Manning? Yeah. Yep. You're right. We either didn't make playoffs or we won the Super Bowl. Same with the Knicks. We can do this. Okay, well, I think now it's time to leave the world of basketball. Yes. And move on to the NFL, the world of football. I I think the first thing we could discuss is uh, Julian Edelman was uh, released by the Patriots. I got that alert and was like, oh, wow, he didn't pass the physical. Uh Uh-huh. And then about two hours later, he announced retirement. Yeah. Hung up his cleats. Tom Brady posted a ton of stuff on his Instagram and saying, "Yep, because they were like best friends. Enjoyed playing with this player. Yeah, he is the man. He has a lot of rings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not yeah. a, he has rings. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Edelman had a great career, and uh, yeah, I tip my cap to him. He was a uh, he was a good wide receiver. And honestly, if Tom Brady called him and said, "Hey, I need you on the Bucks, man." I believe I totally yeah, believe he I would think, come out of retirement. Oh, for that. he would show. Oh, Brady, you need me in Tampa. He would totally come out of retirement for that. That's Thanks. probably why he retired. He's like, you know what, Brady's out of here. I tried one year with Cam. I'm, it, I'm done. <laughs> but well, uh, well, but honestly, I, he he the fact he didn't pass the physical shows he's pretty beat up right now. Yeah. So uh, he he's probably just gonna stay retired. Um, uh, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, so probably a future Hall of Famer, definitely. I don't know. I know people are starting to have conversations about that, not knowing whether to put him in the Hall of Fame or not. I mean, he has the Super Bowl rings. Um, 
Yeah, but I mean, he was the dynamic duo with Brady for so many years. Yeah. So like, so it's he's very part true. of like Brady's legacy in a way. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like people always talk about the Brady Gronk connection, but really the Brady Edelman connection was there as it well. Was strong too. Yeah, just as strong as Gronk. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So anyway. So getting released, then uh, retiring, and then yeah. But now we're gonna move on to a big free agency sign. When I saw it, I was oh, a little surprised. Oh my gosh! I was surprised. I was like, wait. Isn't he on the Steelers? Yeah. James Conner got signed by the Cardinals to a one-year deal. By the Cardinals. Who dropped Keenum Drake, who then Keenum Drake went to the Raiders. Now it all makes sense. It does make sense now. Uh, I think that the Cardinals definitely wanted to get another guy in the backfield. And really, I thought that with Kenyon Drake being gone, that that would mean that Chase Edmonds would have a chance to really shine because he showed a lot of talent on the on the Cardinals. But, um, well, James Conner also, I don't think he's going to steal too much. I think Chase Edmonds is going to have a big role, but Conner needs to stay healthy or Edmonds is going to get a bigger role than I think the Cardinals want him to have. Yeah. I can, I can definitely see it being like a split role type of situation. Um, cause James Conner, when he was with the Steelers, he was definitely more of a lead back, but, um, no, he was their leading back. Yeah. But Benny Snell Jr. was behind him. He didn't do much. Well, and the thing was the James Conner after a while, once he started getting injured, he kept getting injured. So I think that it's definitely going to be one thing where it's like, okay, we well, needs to stay healthy. And I think they're going to want to load manage him. And also, I don't think they're going to want to lose the dynamic that they had with Chase Edmonds as a receiving back. Yeah. Having him like in the there. Like the McCaffrey. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're not going to want to lose that. And I think even when Kenyon so Drake was fancy. there. Oh, yeah. Even when Kenyon Drake was there, it was just kind of like he was always present. Whether he was just another receiver or just the second guy out of the backfield. So I don't think that Chase Edmonds is going to get any downgrade at all. Um, but for sure, whether he gets upgraded and gets more of a role really depends on the health of James Conner. But just thinking about that Cardinals team, because they also got A.J. Green out of the free agency. Dude, Kyler too. Murray has an incredible offense around him. That's going to be crazy. Talk about the Cardinals building up a Super Bowl team within two years. They drafted Kyler Seriously. in 2019. Got DeAndre Hopkins, okay, so AJ <laughs> Green. Um, that DeAndre John. Hopkins trade, I'm, I will say, they got DeAndre Hopkins, and that was really impressive. But I will say that DeAndre Hopkins trade was more of a product of Bill O'Brien being spiteful than the Cardinals being crafty. Like, but I will say now that they have DeAndre, let's Hopkins, move on from that for sure. <laughs> I, I was trying to forget about that. Okay. The Texans fan over here. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, be, just Bill be O'Brien's gone. gone. Bill now. O'Brien's gone. Yeah, Bill O'Brien's gone. Bill O'Brien's gone. He's gone now. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. You can rest easy. We're not losing this. Sh- oh wait, maybe we are. Oh, maybe. Uh, oh, no. no. Hey, just Texans fan. We don't talk about them. Okay, here we go. Oh, uh, no Will Fuller. No, no first round picks from the last like <laughs> seven years. I don't know. Who'd we draft last uh, year? The Texans. Oh just wait, aren't we didn't having... have a first round pick because we traded our first round pick last year. The Texans just aren't having a good time right now, <laughs> at all. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So now, uh, so I guess Benny Snell Jr. is the running back of the Steelers now because there's no uh, James oh, yeah. Conner. So, but I have a feeling the Steelers are going to make a big move. Uh, oh, they would eventually, have to. they need something for Roethlisberger. They would have Benny to. Snell's not a. I mean, who's available? That's the thing. I a draft. Like... And they would have to draft a running back, I guess. Yeah, because I don't think I think everybody. Juju resigned with the Steelers, so they don't need wide receivers. Really, they have solid wide receivers. 
Which, by the way, I think just wasn't a smart move by Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, it helps the Steelers, but he had offer, wasn't he supposed we, to we get talked, the Chiefs? We, we had yeah, offers from the Ravens and the Chiefs, and the Ravens are an upcoming good team with Lamar. That would have been such a better place for him to be, but, well, oh well. I guess he wants to die in Pittsburgh. Anyway, I, still, I, yeah. I love Big Ben. I've been a Steelers. Like, I've loved the Steelers and Big Ben for a long time, so we'll see. Roethlisberger's good. They were also the last undefeated team last year, just choked in the season. Well, so. also, I think that Juju Smith-Schuster really kind of had to think to himself, okay, do I want to go to the Chiefs, the Ravens, and be like maybe like the second the second receiving choice? Or do I want to stay with the Steelers and be the first receiving choice? Uh, that, that, that is true. But, yeah, that is true. He is one of the top receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he is the number one on Pittsburgh, so. Anyway, so the yeah, so James Conner back to the point of hand signed with the Cardinals. So, uh, congrats to the Cardinals because that is a big win for their team. And uh, yeah, sure. I expect big things from this season with the team they have right now. There's no reason why they shouldn't be in the playoffs and at least get you know deep. Oh yeah, for sure. If the Cardinals don't make playoffs, I'm going to be asking who paid who off to get them. Why <laughs> <laughs> did you guys not do that? Either that or I'm like, okay, uh, Cardinals. Co- who's the coach of Cardinals again? It was. Uh, oh, don't even. I, I do not know. The guy who did the air raid offenses. Everyone's talking about how he was air raid. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to look this up now. Cardinals. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, the Cardinals, I... Cliff Kingsbury. That's right. He's a great offensive coach. He's got Kyler Murray. But, um, yeah, so uh, that's what happened to the Cardinals. Now we're going to move on uh, to talk about mock draft updates and uh, throw in, throw this out real quick. Trevor Lawrence got married. Congrats, Congrats. to him. Congratulations. He got married to uh, Marissa, and her last name is now Lawrence. So, yeah. <laughs> Marissa Lawrence. So congrats to uh, the newly wedded couple, and yeah, good luck to him in the draft. Obviously, he's going to be probably the number one overall pick. Oh, yeah, I think he's <laughs> sure going to be the number one overall pick. So uh, got married just in time. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. But either way, I think congratulations to them. That's going to be that's going to be awesome. Uh, going to be a great draft experience for yeah. him. Oh, for sure. Because uh, I don't think he's going to it. So he's going to be at home and uh, he'll be able to spend it with her and his family. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But uh, I guess the big topic with Trevor the drafts is... Uh, riding high. The best time of his life right now. Yeah. yeah. And, but I think the big is Justin Fields. That is the topic Yo, right now. Okay. So I, I don't get why everyone's thinking that Justin Fields is going to slide. Like so far, everyone's like, oh, the draft's going to be Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones. Like, those are going to be the top three guys. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, Justin Fields is at least better than Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. Like, Zach Wilson, I'm not sure. Mac Jones, I he's better than Mac Jones. Just his versatility. Like, that should mean something. Like, we've been in the NFL. There's a reason we've why the seen, Patriots are trying to trade up for him. We've seen players like Josh Allen. We've seen players like Lamar Jackson, who are more versatile quarterbacks. And we've seen them play well and they can bring their team success. And yet, you're telling me that the most versatile quarterback in this draft class is going to slide below like a top, top 10? 10? Yeah. Like, what's going on with that? I will say there's a big video on social media right now. Um, Mac Jones, uh, recently the Patriots went out and looked at him. Uh-huh. 
Bill Belichick being the Patriots. Yeah. And he overthrew the wide receiver on a longer pass, just way overthrew him. And the video is of Bill Belichick just shaking his head. Uh, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> Patriots ain't getting Mac Jones. He blew it. <laughs> um, but honestly, I think Justin Fields is a good fit for the Patriots. Um, it's clear. It seems like Bill Belichick wants him. I feel like Justin Fields would be a good fit anywhere. Like, I'm trying to think of a team that he wouldn't fit well in. Because he is still a good quarterback. Like, he's a good passer. My thing is, though, is what do the Patriots want to trade, though, to trade up? to? Like, they can, like... I, I see the Patriots as the best fit for him because Bill Belichick likes... um, He likes having a lot of run options. The Patriots are still, like, one of the top teams that always, when they're in the red zone, they always go for running plays. So having a more versatile quarterback... Which he could do that with Brady. He couldn't do that with Brady. He can do it a little more with Cam Newton, but obviously Cam Newton's Cam Newton. Nah, he's done. His prime is over. (laughs) He's retired. Although it's actually easy to make it. Well, actually, he's still getting beat up. Yeah, having somebody like Justin Fields would definitely be um, much better for them. But what's fascinating, though, still, is the idea that, like, I'm looking at this right now. Okay, the Jaguars, obviously they're going to get Trevor Lawrence, right? You just, I, I mean, you never Jets. know though. They could like mess up the draft. Imagine if on draft night they take Justin Fields number one overall. And then that would everyone. Be crazy. Well, no, you're sitting there with the second oh overall pick. You got your ticking down the clock. You're like, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is on the table or Zach oh. Wilson or Justin. Or no, actually, they're they yeah, Matt Jones. Dude, what are we going to do? I just feel it. Like, wouldn't that be crazy? Because obviously, if you're, if you're the Jets, you don't know who they're taking. The I Jets need say, a quarterback now. Sam Darnold's gone. I will say they better hope that somebody gets Justin Fields before the Giants have to draft somebody. They got Daniel Jones, <laughs> man. You know they yeah, ain't, they, just they ain't drafting a quarterback. No, actually, I would be furious with the Giants if they picked up a quarterback. Because right they got, they got no. a great team going. They, they need do. To, who do they have in they the mock draft? They need to keep on track. They're 11th overall right now. The, the, the Giants have the 11th pick. They need dude. to get a lineman, dude. That's what they need. Wait, where's the Patriots? Oh, the Patriots, they're not showing up right here, but they traded up. And that's yeah. how they got the 10th overall pick. Yeah. I thought they were at 11th. No, currently they're going to be at number 10. Because they got that from the Cowboys. They traded with the Cowboys. The Cowboys traded with the Giants? No, with the with the Patriots. With the Patriots, the Patriots. Yeah. Sorry. They, the Patriots gave Dallas their uh, 2022 first round pick. Really? Yeah. Mm. They need to trade up higher, though. If they want to, if they want Justin Fields, yeah, I mean they or, they or they better start calling the Jets and all those teams. Hey, who are you drafting? <laughs> who are you drafting? Um, they'll be like, give us something, and we'll tell you. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel I just don't think the Patriots have a lot to give away now. There ain't no Edelman in the trade. Yeah. Either way, the Giants need to get they need to get a lineman for sure. Who do the Texans need? Everyone, so we don't talk uh, yeah, about the Texans. that. <laughs> the Texans could use just about anybody. You know, the Cowboys are an interesting one to me. Um, they just they should have a good team this year. I don't know. No, like theor- on paper, on paper. Dak Prescott. That's always how it is with the Cowboys. I know, and they always screw it. <laughs> and I, you know what? I hope they screw it up. Just from a statistic <laughs> from a statistical standpoint. They have Dak Prescott, Zeke, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and this is an incredible offense. And I'm missing yeah. a few wide receivers who are CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. They'll get like from the Sooners. From my Sooners. Uh-huh. So and 
they're still gonna blow it. I just know it. So that's gonna be fun to watch They'll them blow their way. season. They'll find a way. They always do. But I wish my best. I want the. Uh, you that's know who I want? America's team. You know who's gonna win? Oh, that's, that's why. That's why. <laughs> they always find a way. You know who I want though to win the division? The Eagles. Jalen Hurts is gonna win the division. Um, Jalen Hurts, but also the Giants. So, to be honest, I have a lot of money right now in Daniel Jones sports cards and Jalen Hurts sports cards. So, I'm banking. I'm hoping both those guys have an incredible season. And hopefully, this division can turn itself around. It's because they were the uh, worst division last year. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But I'm excited about the Giants. Um, Kenny, Doll- Kenny Galladay. Saquon. Yeah. Daniel Jones. And, uh, yeah. So, Got Kenny Galladay's autograph. That so I'm excited about that. Yeah. So that's what's going on in the mock draft. Obviously, with the draft coming up, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, but uh, one last thing to touch on that I almost forgot. Oh yeah. Giovanni Bernard getting picked joins the Buccaneers. Congrats they, to him. That's an upgrade. As if they didn't have enough uh, running backs. Or I mean, you. Players. I mean, they. You, I mean, Ronald Jones and Litter Fournette are not enough. <laughs> are they apparently not <laughs> they sm- destroyed it in the super bowl yeah wow i i i see someone getting dropped here soon yeah and it's not fournette no it's not jones so it's not bernard i don't know because they just resigned they... fournette actually jones maybe i don't know about him but i know they just signed resigned fournette so the... here if we pull up their depth chart right now their backfield uh, I mean, obviously, it's super deep. They got Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, uh, the second, Giovanni Bernard, and Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn, goodbye. I have a lot of your sports cards, but goodbye. Well, it depends on how much they're paying these guys, right? Keyshawn Vaughn's nothing. He was a rookie last year, so he's, you know, he's cheap. That's what I'm saying. It's probably more likely Ronald Ron- Jones, G- right? Bernard is cheap. No, Jones was a rookie two years ago. No, he was a rookie in 2018, so he's still cheap. Fournette's cheap. Because remember, he's had bad seasons. Oh, yeah. No, okay. So, by bad season, we just mean... Injury. Injury. Here's here's the thing. Injury. Leonard Fournette is not a bad running back. He was just disappointing. He wasn't as good as everybody thought he was going to be in the NFL. Yeah, and injuries really stopped him. Because I remember every game in fantasy being like, how Fournette got injured again. But when he did play, he was always really good. 30-plus points. Like, come on now. Also, think about it this way: might as well have four running backs when you only have one quarterback. You don't. <laughs> yeah, on their depth chart, it says the only Tom Brady's their only quarterback right now. They should be the one looking to draft a quarterback right now. Maybe Giovanni Bernard's secretly a quarterback. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, that would be ridiculous. Is Giovanni Bernard all of a sudden? Uh, they're gonna have to think of something because. Um, yeah. I think half their offense is on one-year contracts. Like I keep seeing, yeah. like Jason Pierre. Well, he's on defense, but Jason Pierre one year, Namakin Sue one year. I think Leonard Fournette was a one year too. Yeah, Leonard Fournette was a one year. Yeah. <laughs> There's like let's just sign, and then the Cardinals a lot of one-year contracts. James Conner one year. That's what you do. AJ Green's a one year. When all you trying to do is buy your way into a Super Bowl. That's what you do. You get a bunch of one-year contracts. You're saying, look, we're not trying to be committed to you guys for forever for a franchise. You sign the rookies to a lot of con to a longer contract. Yeah. If they don't pan out, you trade them. You pay exactly. them hardly anything. Exactly. Well, look, they yeah, a team wouldn't be able to afford, the Bucks would not be able to afford 
Mike Evans, Godwin, Brady, no. Fournette, Gronkowski. But yeah, like the the Buccaneers, their backfield should be pretty loaded at this point. Well, so my money's all on the Chiefs. Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is definitely going to have to figure out something. Well, actually, here's the thing. Them losing was not Patrick Mahomes' fault at all. Like, I think it was a product of them obviously not. A lot of their offensive line was banged up. A lot of their pass catchers weren't really making as many plays as they usually would. No, they all they were but, they were butter stick finger gloves to the game. Yeah, but the look, they they still have such an impressive team. Like regardless, um, so. And like you said, Patrick Mahomes, millennial, the the you know he's a generational, generational type quarterback type talent. No reason they shouldn't be able to make it to the Super Bowl again, but we'll have. To see what happens. All right. Well, I guess that concludes today's episode. <laughs> there's not. There's nothing else to talk about. I'm just saying. Yeah, that- <laughs> Yeah, but guys, that's uh, all the news we got for today. I hope that uh, you guys enjoyed it. Um, Stay tuned for some more news about anything going on. But, uh, hey, why don't you guys uh, let let us know, uh, what do you guys think about the center position in the NBA? Is it overrated, underrated, properly rated? What? I think it's a little underrated. Um, And in the NFL, do you think Julian Edelman deserves the Hall of Fame spot? Yeah, but tune in next time for part two. Oh, oh yes. Jarrell Embiid. The Joel Embiid uh, biography, because we apparently missed a lot of details. But, you know, hey, here we are. Uh, might need to dig into his past a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little more research. But anyway, uh, that's it for today. Uh, this is JB. And G-Money. And uh, we are out of here. See you later.